Fellow Knicks fans, this is your guy Marcellus Ease, and we got a lot on the docket for tonight. Man, oh man, phone lines are open. The link is in the description. A lot is going on. Eastern Conference switching up. Man, we even got Chicago making moves. They're making boss moves. They're finally sick of just keep drafting first-round picks and just being confused. I mean, we even got the Boston Celtics moving down the standings. The Eastern Conference is switching up. We got other players on our own squad, like Alex Burke stepping up. And one of the issues that we're going to go over tonight is down the clutch. Should we refer to guys like Alex Burks? Because he's making moves the past couple of games. And also for on the docket tonight, we'll talk about did the Knicks fumble with the Andre Drummond situation. I mean, what's going on with that? The Knicks were, they basically had the advantage of signing Andre Drummond because we had the basically the cap room to give him a max kind of max deal offer four years, 64 million. And the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets were not able to give him that offer, but we could offer it. And for us to not come to an agreement with him somehow, even after Mitchell going down, it's kind of, you know, questionable, but they got to kind of go over what's going on with that. Because right now we're really going to need a center. It's a very unfortunate, but it's looking like Mitch is going to be out. But that Andre Drummond situation, the Knicks were in the driver's seat with that because we have yet to still see a max player. Well, I would say a former max player like Blake Griffin, Josh Smith and others who got bought out by their you know, respective teams come back and get a max deal after accepting a minimum contract. So as of today, it looks like Andre Drummond will accept a minimum contract with the Lakers. But we have yet to see those guys actually go on and to get another max deal. I mean, you could even look at DeMarcus Cousins, even though he deals with injury situations, we still have yet to see one of these players that earned a max contract before get bought out and then go back into the market accepting a minimal contract and then getting another max extension. And keep in mind, Andre Drummond, he is a young player. It's not like he's an old vet. He has plenty of time to you know remain in the league. And the fact that he's accepting that minimum contract it's, it's, it's very iffy because there is no evidence right now to ever say, hey, players who accept minimum contracts have gotten back to somewhat close to their old value. So did the Knicks actually fumble the Andre Drummond signing, especially after Mitch Robb has been going down? Maybe perhaps the Knicks just it was unexpected of Mitch going down and they really need a center right now. We're going to rely on guys like Noel and Lowell. But once again, the phone lines are open. And pretty much the, the some of the things on the docket for tonight. Should the Knicks rely on guys like Alec Burks down the stretch? And also with the changing Eastern Conference landscape, the Bulls making moves, the Toronto Raptors not making moves, the Boston Celtics kind of making questionable moves, but they're relying on Tristan Thompson. But did the Knicks, well, I should, say, I should not say did the Knicks, but did enough happen where the Knicks could continue making their playoff push or or are other teams on the come up. And perhaps maybe by the end of the month, because we do have the fifth toughest schedule, could things shake up enough where we could actually get in? So once again, phone lines are open. You guys let me know what's on your mind, man. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. What's good, man? This is Marcelo Seas, man. Yo, what's your name and where you from? This is uh, Chef NYK. I'm in uh, South Florida right now, originally Strong Island. All right, yeah, yeah. Bro? What's up, Chef, man? Yeah, I remember you, man. What's good, man? How's everything with you? 
What's good, man? Yeah, doing good, man. Yeah, got a few oh, things on the docket tonight, man. Where you want to start off, man? You want to start off with the Knicks in the clutch? What is their identity? We got Alex Burks. You know, should they start referring to him? Or you want to talk about the Eastern Conference landscape after this trade deadline? Or the Andre Drummond signing? Which one you want to go first? It's on you. Uh, what you think? All right. A lot of thoughts first, on the mind, man. man. All right, let's, let's go with them. Alex Burks, man. Yeah, during the crunch time, man, like the Knicks right now, sometimes... In the clutch time, you know, Julius Randle's kind of like not sure what to do or RJ. Sometimes I'm not sure if they haven't had enough reps. Should, you know, Tips sort of started to design plays to sort of deviate, you know, and create a, maybe a second or third option, starting with guys like Alec Burks, if he's open at the, you know, in the, in the lane or at a three-point shot. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think he's definitely... Um... He's definitely going to Burks a lot more. Um, I'll be honest, man. For a while, I wasn't the biggest fan of Burks. It's not because he, he can't score. It's, um, he's always had the scoring. I just felt like he wasn't looking for – he wasn't really looking to be a playmaker. Um, but, you know, you, we got to give it up. You know, I got to give it up to him. Um, I mean, the guy's been clutch lately. I don't know how many 20-point games he has. I feel like he had last – Four, at least four games. Now, yeah, and, I believe uh, it's five in a row. Points. Five in a row. Yeah, like five in a row. I mean, very clutch. I mean, some of those games you could say, you know, I wouldn't give it give the whole win to him, but you know, it's a big part of those wins. And um, you know, he's becoming more of a playmaker. Like I said, that was my only issue with him. I was like, man, he's never really been scoring right now. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Tibbs. You know incorporate him more. I mean, he seems like he's been getting a lot of time lately, but, you know, look to get him in the plays more. I, I like what Randall's doing. I mean, obviously, we got to love what Randall's doing, and, um, you know, I've always been a big RJ fan, way before um, way before we, we drafted him. You know, I was kind of mm-hmm. shocked. I didn't even think we'd be able to draft him, but we did that year. Um, yeah, I think uh, Randall's three-point shot, man, it's definitely, opened up. it's definitely opening up for, you know, everyone else. You know, Randall stretching the yeah. floor with that three-point shooting, man, it's it's really clutch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, I. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say if anyone says they thought he was gonna be that good, but I definitely you know, think most people kind of had him on the trading block. I mean, he just had a difficult year last year, but I mean, that's the past. We'll leave that in the past. But um, you know, I mean, this year has been a stellar year, and he seems like he's only getting better. And like you said. The, the three-point shot's getting better. Um, you know, his teammates love him. He's a leader. So, I mean, you know. But with but with Burks, you know, I feel like the thing with Burks, like you're saying, he just he makes a quick decision. You know, it doesn't take him time to make that three. He doesn't have to dribble too much. I just say to RJ and, um, and Randall dribble too much. But, you know, sometimes they got to get to their spot. Whereas Burks, he'll just, he'll just throw that thing up. Yeah, and then also the, the, you look at the game in Philly, man. The game in Philly, uh, Burks, man, wasn't afraid of the big moment. He was attacking the rim. He's taking his shots. I mean, yeah. Burks seems like, you know, he's just not scared of that moment. And also, I don't know what's the situation with him and Bullock. Sometimes I see Bullock gets most of the start. I'm not sure if Tibbs mixes both of them yeah. or if, you know, I he uses like- Burks as like uh, RJ's yeah. uh, substitute off the bench. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but... I'm hoping Burks can he could fit him in there to get more minutes. Yeah, I think I think right now, you know, Tibbs is gonna go go a lot more with Burks. I just feel like he gets um when I say um Tibbs, he gets a little Coach Tibbs gets a little comfortable, you know. You know, obviously same thing with Alfred Payton. But it just looks like it's starting to go towards more of a Derrick Rose and Burks type of thing. Um feel like Bullock's still gonna get his spot and you know He's been getting better too. You know, I feel like watching him this season, he's putting up more shots, more shots have been falling. But I feel like what Burks has been doing, like you said, the last five games, twenty plus points, he's only going to get more time. You know, so I, I feel like you know, Tibbs, you know, he's got his ways and he's stuck in his ways. But I think it's obvious, you know, playing Burks more. Wait, hold up, hold I'm not, down. I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to get more time because right now Rose. Rose just got inserted back into that lineup. So I'm curious to see how that's right. going to play out. With Rose back in there, I'm not sure if, you know, if, if Burks is, will be getting more minutes there. And even that may even cut into to Quickly's time. 
Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying, but I just feel like the way Burks has been producing points-wise, um, you know, maybe stay around the same same minutes he is right now, but I feel like it's going to open up the door, you know. It's going to open up the door for him to get some more time. But I hear you with, with, um, with Rose back. I mean, he's obviously going to have significant min- minutes again. Um, and he didn't, he didn't look rusty either. That's another thing about him. Uh, about um Rose, I mean, he came in. I think I mean, I'm not sure how many minutes he played last night, but you know, he didn't look tired. You know, he didn't look rusty. Put up his points. He had a couple plays where I was like, man, you know, um, costly turnovers at the end. But again, you got to give that to being out. What was he at? Like two weeks? Plus, yeah, I think you know, I think he, he had uh, he had the virus, yeah. man. He had uh, he got caught yeah. the virus. He said it was bad. He said uh, the rest of his family was catching it too off of him. Yeah, yeah, he said even um, you know, he's, yeah, his family, his kids, so that that was kind of crazy, because um, we were all, I mean, I know, I'm sure you were wondering, that was a talking, you know, Knicks Nation, everyone's like, you know, what's going on with him? I think some people even said, you know, is he having you know, some issues like he did before, or, you know, but it, he was sick the whole time, you know, which is that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he actually caught that, and you know he's able. Well, the good thing is, you know, he's healthy and came was able to come back. But um, yeah, it was really good to see him be able to play all those minutes and yeah. not look rusty at all. Like I said, the end. But you gotta give him that. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I watched the game, I was like, come on, man. You know, you basically give the ball away. Um, I forgot that play, but I felt like he almost just threw the. He almost passed the ball. Just it was, it was a weird turn of being out so long, but it was good to see him be able to play that amount of minutes. Yeah, I mean, the, the, on, the only tricky yeah. thing is Tibbs balancing that lineup because right now, you know, that's one of the reasons why Austin Rivers kind of had to go because it's like, how the hell Tibbs is managing all these guards? You got to get quickly some minutes. You, know, you, you got Burks playing well now. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky thing. Rose coming back into the lineup is like, how is he going to be managing all these minutes? And even though Burke has been busting ass and killing the past, you know, five games, it's not even guaranteed that's going to continue happening because he may not end up getting the minutes or if he, if Burks is playing a lot, that's going to hurt quickly. Quickly's minutes are definitely going to have to come down. And then he keeps throwing Alfred yeah. Payton in there. I know it's pissing the Knicks fans off, but fuck man, throwing Alfred yeah. Payton in there. It's just, it's just, it's just another, you know, monkey wrench into that situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't make more moves, but I'm sure they were thinking about, you know, the health, health reasons and, you know, as much as Peyton could be a pain to see him on the court, I mean, the, the shooting is horrendous. But um, you know, he plays that defense, and you know, he gets to the he gets to the hoop. You know, so and, and I feel like he's just somebody that um, Thibodeau trusts. So, but I feel like if anyone's gonna lose some some minutes, and it's looking kind of like it's been like that lately, it looks like Peyton. And you know, Peyton's been losing a few, definitely. Um, more minutes than he had early in the season, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, I'm not too worried about quickly because, um, I mean, all year and even when he was in uh, Kentucky, I mean, you give that guy, you give quickly like 13, 15 minutes, he'll give you like 14, 15 points. So it's not like he needs volume when it comes to. I mean, it's good to see him out there, but it's not like he needs that volume. Now, now, wait, wait, wait so, which one are you, are you feeling the the quickly rolls combination lineup? Or do you you rather have quickly on the floor by himself, without Rose? Like, mm, how do you feel I'd about say, that lineup? Yeah, I, I like that combination. I mean, early when it obviously it was on. Well, what do we have Rose? Maybe like two weeks now or so. Or mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if it's been a month. We had him on the team. Um, what was I gonna say? When we when we when they first started together, I thought it was really really good. But seeing him, seeing quickly. Um, Play with Burks, you know, seeing different combinations. I do like it, but I'd probably say him and um, him and Rose definitely have chemistry. You know, him and Rose definitely have a good chemistry on the court. Definitely, definitely. Yo, so let me let me, let me get your thoughts on the Andre Drummond situation, man, because, you know, the situation here is that the Knicks actually were in the driver's seat for that Andre Drummond signing, especially after Mitch has gone down. We actually had the cap space to actually give him uh, kind of an, uh, uh, an extension, at least four years, $64 million. The Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers could not do that at all. They can only give him a minimal contract, but yet he still went off with these teams. And the reason why I'm questioning that is because we have yet to see a max contract guy that got bought out 
accept a minimal contract and then get back to somewhere near that value of that max contract. And Andre Drummond is very young. So what do you think about him just going off with another team? Do you think we fumbled this bag right now? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say we fumbled it. I felt like I felt like the front office was kind of mixed on him. You know, I feel like some people in the front office. I mean, I, I can't say names. I did hear hear uh, with me Brock Alder um, from Cleveland. He was a big fan of uh, he was a big fan of Drummond. But I just felt like you had some front office people that were thinking, all right, you know, this guy's going to give us rebounds. He's a high you know high volume player. He's going to fit in, and then I feel like. The rest of the front office was kind of like he, he might not fit in. He might cause problems with the chemistry. Because that, that's the thing a lot of, I think, fans aren't looking at right now. I mean, you could say what you want about. I think a lot of fans are, are I don't see how you can't see the team as a talent now. But, you know, I'm not going to argue. I see people see things differently. So I'm not going to argue it. But I don't think the one thing nobody can argue is the chemistry. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of fans think that's just something that happens on any team. I mean, even some of these great teams you have right now, or top-level teams in the NBA, they don't seem to have the same camaraderie and chemistry that the Knicks have as a team. So I think the front office kind of factored that in, you know, like, all right, Drummond's a good guy, you know, but throwing him on this team, does that change the dynamic? You know, is he going to... Not, not to say that the guys are be fighting or something or, or not get along, but is it going to mess up that chemistry? Yeah, that and, and and also, do you think they were caught off guard? I mean, maybe they got caught off guard with the Mitchell Robinson injury. Maybe they just thought like, okay, Mitch is back off of that hand injury. We're good. We don't really need a center. And then he went down last night, and then they're scrambling this morning to try to make a move, but maybe the Lakers already just deep in talks with him. I mean, do you think the Mitch yeah, Robinson, yeah, you know, the so. Mitchell Robinson situation might have, might have, uh, basically is the reason why we probably didn't even go after him. We thought we was good until last night. Yeah, I think if you look at the Mitch situation, I mean, he definitely came back and was looking really, you know, uh, he had that one game. I felt like he could have had 20 points, but I think it was like 16 points. Um, I think he had a double-double that game. So he came back looking really good. Um, I think it's obvious Tibbs is a big fan, you know, so... Um, I'm not so sure how Leon Rose feels about him, but the fact that Tibbs is a big fan, I think, you know, the front office values him. So I think if we didn't have um, Noel, Noel and um, um, Noel and um, Gibson, mm-hmm. you know, it would be a little different. But the fact that, you know, people say Gibson's a four, but he, to me, he's been doing well at the center. Um, it, it, it depends on the matchup, though. So it depends on the matchup. Yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes he does get hurt, yeah. Yeah, sometimes he does um, not hurt. Sometimes he does get uh, take advantage of on the on the um in the low post. But I, I feel like yeah, like you said, they're kind of looking at it like, all right, you got Mitch, you got Noel, you got Gibson. You know, like do you really need to go and get a center? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but obviously with that injury now, it's like you know you kind of I, I, they they're kind of forced to make a move. You know, hopefully we can get somebody that could you know. Not like we need somebody to, to to give us a lot of minutes, but somebody that's at least serviceable, and then see how how bad this injury is. I mean, really, I haven't. Um, I don't know if you have, but I haven't gotten too much information about it as far as the timeline. So yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll most likely see tomorrow morning. You know? Most likely tomorrow yeah. morning we'll find out. But uh, I mean, just once again with, with with Drummond, you know, I'm just surprised. Like you know, there hasn't been more of a push. Or we just we're not hearing more information about us, especially after last night going after him. Because once again, Andre Drummond's in that situation that Blake Griffin, you know, Demarcus Cousins, Josh Smith is in, where you know you get bought out, but then you when you once you accept that minimal contract, you become that forever. It seems like the GMs in the NBA, once they see a player sign for that little money, they no matter how talented he is, they'll never offer him anywhere near max contract ever again. It just seems like you know you kind of get pigeonholed in the league like that. It's it's weird. And it is true. Like I I'm kinda like you said, like him taking that contract. I don't know if it's more of like a Lakers thing. Like, all right, you know, people are gonna see him on the Lakers, you know, obviously he might be able to get that champion that chip this year and Or it might be back something then. back it might it might be a backdoor deal. Who knows? Yeah. I mean you never know what their conversation was. They might be like, Hey, we want you in this year 
you know, and then they talked to him and his agent, look, you know, you know, this is all we could do right now, but in the summer, you know, I don't know how that would work if that's on paper or if that's just like a conversation, but that could have been something as well, mm-hmm. you know. And and he could be looking at it like he's going to be on a team like the Lakers, you know, even though I'm sure everyone's going to be like, oh, he's doing that good with LeBron, but still, he gets to showcase himself, you know, so he might be thinking about that, all right, you know, other teams are going to see him. Obviously, he wasn't, he didn't have a lot, because it's weird, like you said, he was just on the, he, I felt like he was the franchise for the Pistons. You know, they were holding on to him for a while. He was yeah, but guy. the Pistons all over the place, he man. They're all over the place. Yeah. But um, wait, what do you so wait? Let me ask you a question here. With the trade deadline just you know coming and going, and now all the bought out players, we we're hearing Lamarcus Aldridge is joining Brooklyn. Like, how do you feel about this Eastern Conference landscape? Do you think the Knicks did enough to secure at least a playoff push? Because we see teams like Chicago. You know, make moves. They they went out and got Vucevic. We seen the Miami Heat get Trevor Reza and Victor Oladipo. They're making their run. But then again, we also seen teams remain stagnant, like the Boston Celtics. They got rid of their center. They're kind of relying on Tristan Kardashian, and you know, they're um, the yeah. Chicago Bulls. I mean, not the Chicago Bulls, but also the Atlanta Hawks. They got rid of um, what's his name, Rondo. So I'm not sure if even the Hawks even yeah. got better. They kind of they're kind of slowly going down. The same thing for the Raptors, Kyle Lowry. They kind of had an opportunity to get some pieces for him, but they got they actually kept them and they got rid of Norman Powell. You know, so how do you feel about the Eastern Conference yeah, landscape think, right now? Yeah, I think it's a it's, it's a big shakeup. I mean, obviously, you know, you got you got us doing a lot better than a lot of teams. You know, a lot of people thought we would in uh, Charlotte, and then um, you know, obviously, you got the big three top teams. You got um, you got the Sixers. You got um, the Bucks, um, so and then you know with Toronto and stuff. I feel like a lot of those teams. I think that he's still gonna. I think that he's gonna move up. But when you look at Toronto, I feel like they're just they're they're. I wouldn't say they're tanking, but they're looking on to next year. You know, Toronto. Yeah, I agree with that. Year. I think this. Yeah, I think the Celtics want to be better, but they're looking on to. Um, no, the the, know, the, the Celtics to me they're they're in a rebuilding mode. They they just don't know it. Yeah. They just don't know it. Yeah, they're in a rebuilding yeah, mode. They they, they just don't know it yet. Coach either, you know. I mean, it'd be crazy. You think Brad Stevens, but they might shake up that coaching situation too. You know, so I I just feel like the Knicks are in a real good place because you know if you look at it, we kind of match up good with some of the some of the top teams. You know, even the I mean the Nets right now. I hate to say, you know nobody wants. To it, but I mean, the Nets are looking crazy right now, you know what I mean? It's just that team's stacked, but at the same time, are they a playoff? You know, how well are they going to do in the playoffs? I mean, it would seem like they would they would dominate, mm-hmm. but I think if we could get in a position where we don't play a team like the Nets or the Sixers, at least to like the second round. Nah, I would um, love to play the Nets right away. I mean, all the pressure would be on the Nets. Right. There would be no pressure on the Knicks, yeah. and every game will be a home game. Yeah. There'll be no pressure on, on, on the Knicks. <laughs> that's true, that's true. You know, I'm surgical um, with this bitch. But yeah, we, you know, we got to see how it is. But the landscape right now, you know, to me, I feel like you got those top three teams. I'm hoping we could stay in this fourth or fifth. I don't want to do a play-in, man. I feel like the play-in situation is just a, it's a weird situation. You know? so yeah, we but... get but, out of that, we're, we're legitimately in the playoffs. I think that's going to do a lot for... Free agents, that's going to do a lot for our, our current players just to be in a playoff situation. You look at a guy like Randall and, and Burks, I mean, you never know. Like, I try to tell people, they're like, oh, you know, it's the playoffs, the Knicks are going to only go so far. But once you get in those playoffs, you never really know. I mean, I ain't going to sit here and say we're going to make a, a championship run, but you just never know. And you Yeah, never especially know. this season with no fans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, little it's, fans. It's, 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 it's almost like they're playing in the gym. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to open up come playoff time. I mean, I'm sure it's definitely not going to be capacity, but might have, they might extend the amount of fans in certain arenas, but we'll we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it's a, it's a good, like, this year couldn't have been better for us. You know, we just keep on doing what we're doing, you know, obviously win the games we're supposed to win, try to steal some games. I mean, the, the thing is, Knicks have been in pretty much all our games. 
there's kind of like a handful of games where we just, you know, you know, um, came out flat, you know, and then yeah, didn't, especially in that first quarter, you know, we tend to come out flat against like lesser teams. I feel like sometimes the Knicks downplay some teams, like if they know they're not as good, they don't put in a lot of effort yeah. when the game starts, and then they sort of find themselves having to come back. Like last night is a perfect example. They were playing against, you know, yeah. like fucking Giannis's little brother. They let him drop yeah, all those I points, man. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that? That was like some wild two K street game. Yeah, that was crazy him scoring that much. But like like I tell, you know, I mean, um when I've coached here and there, like some youth teams and especially the younger kids, I'm like, you know, you, you, you can't give anybody like when you're on the basketball court, you just can't give anybody that that, that um that light, you know, that 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 path to start scoring, because you never know, you know what I mean. So I think they just gave him too many open shots, and then um, he just got to the point where he got so confident, you know, mm-hmm. that he just started, you know. And then you know, nothing against you know, I want to see Obi do his thing, but you know, a couple of those plays Obi was guarding them, and it was just like it was bad, <laughs> you know. It was like, you know, but but how do how do you feel about the Chicago yeah, Bulls? Like the Chicago Bulls actually finally having some nuts and actually trying to go after yeah. guys instead of drafting a freaking lottery pick in every position and still be confused. Yeah, I mean they that was a good move to get a uh, we, we just, um you know, that was a good move. I mean they tried they did try that that one year with Otto Porter. I just think they thought he was gonna be a lot better than he was. Um but yeah, you know, to have all these draft picks, you got a guy like Levine you know, um, you know, you, you got some players on that team. You think they try to do something different, you know, especially in a big market like Chicago. So, um, but I, I just don't know with that team. I still feel like they're all over the place. I mean, um, we'll definitely see in these couple games if they make a push. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that if that's gonna make them significantly better. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, but then again, they do have a dynamic wing player and a pretty good center, man, that's very well-polished. I mean, Vucevic, yeah. I believe, has two years left on his deal, on his current deal. Yeah, they're going to, you know, they're going to have him long-term. I'm sure they're going to look to sign him, you know, for the future. Um, so, yeah, the, the Bulls are going to be a team to watch out for. You know, I'm not going to sleep on them. I just don't know how, how good they're, you know, they're going to be right away. Yeah, I mean the NBA definitely That's needs a, a a good a good East Coast rivalry, man. I mean, I'm hoping the Bulls and the Knicks could come up, so you know we could start to see these TNT games have some snow in the arenas and some physical basketball. It's too much sunshine and and and, and finesse ball, man. It's, that's that's going on around the league, and I think I think that's yeah, one that's of the main true. issues with the image of the Nets. They're sort of this West Coast team that's in Brooklyn, like the way they play. It's just very finesse. Yeah, they, it's very West Coast. Yeah, they don't play any. They don't play any defense. I mean, obviously scoring. I mean, the scoring's um out of control. But they, they don't have that hard nose like like they used to say in the day, like uh, lunch 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 pail, you know, like um, blue collar type team. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we're getting back to that, which is really good. I mean, to see our defense just like, you know. Even in that Sixers game, this is, I think it was a point in that Sixers game, you know, we went on like a 12-0 or 13-0 run. It's like, yo, like they couldn't even, I know they didn't have Embiid, but we basically just shut them down. You know, it's crazy how the Knicks, you know, they, they got times where I'm like, man, what are they doing on defense? When they really lock in, it's just kind of crazy, you know, how, how good they are on defense when they really want to lock in. So, you know, hopefully that can continue and that could be more of a, you know, you're going to have lapses on defense, but hopefully that could be more of like a 48-minute game, you know. Yeah, yeah, for where, sure. Where they, where doing it. But, but it's fun to see, you know. Like, I, I've i always liked the running gun, you know. I always like kind of, you know, I wouldn't say seven seconds or less, but I, I like the offense we can just run, you know, just, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, this this year's playoff push is going to be insane. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be insane. Like, it's going to be very close-knit, you know, very tight all the way down the stretch. But the Knicks do have the fifth toughest schedule as far as opponents. We got the Lakers twice. We got Philly a couple of times. I mean, really, really played the Bucks twice. I mean, it's 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 yeah. going to be a gauntlet down, you know, all the way down to the very end. And especially after this deadline, 
with Chicago actually getting another play to put aside, you know, Levine, I mean, things are going to be very interesting. I mean, even the Celtics, you know, they're going down the standings, but they're still going to be in the middle of that pack to get in. Yeah, no, I I hear you. I feel like it's a close-knit race, but um, as I was saying before, if the Knicks could just stay on their track, you know, win these games, I wouldn't say steal some games because it seems like, like I said before, their mentality right now, I, I, I haven't really seen them go against the top team and look like they were scared or look like they were worried. So that, that's another thing with kids. It seems like they're pretty much prepared when they go. Yeah, the that's game. a great thing. Um, So I think a lot of these, these teams, we think, you know, obviously they're not going to go under, you know, on a 10, 12 game winning streak. They're going to lose a game here or two. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of these teams where we're like, oh, they're going to, you know, oh, they might lose this one or that one. They might get those games. You know, they might get a game against the Suns. You know, I know it sounds, oh, the Suns are real good. But I was even looking at it, that game. I was like, I feel like we match up good against the Suns. You know? Yeah, we, I mean, like, like, like you said, like you said before, you know, I mean, Tibbs, Tibbs has them prepared. Yeah. You you said it perfectly. Tibbs has them prepared, and that's that's that, that's a card that before we never had. You know, we never had that that ace in our pocket, and our coach is very. You know, he has he has guys prepared for every single game. It seems like there's a game plan for that specific team because you know Tibbs is one of these film room junkies, man. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's definitely like uh, meticulous when it comes to coaching. So you know that's a good thing, and then you know you can't sleep on his staff. You know, um, I think Woodson's gone. I was a little worried about that, but you, you look at his staff. You know, uh, you know, obviously Bryant and um, Kenny Payne. You know, a lot of these guys. They're you know, even um, I forgot the one guy, Breer or whatever, and um, mm-hmm. you got the Asian dude, um, Yoshimoto or something. But those guys, you you, you research them. I'm not that I did extensive research, but you look up these guys. They're really into like X's and X's and O's, man. Like they're really into like. Um, you know, being technical about basketball. So that, that's a good thing, you know. And it seems like everyone's buying into the, to practicing and everybody's buying into watching film. You know? Yep, yep, for sure, for that's, sure. That's a good thing. Yo, but I appreciate I'm you calling in, you. man. Like, um, I appreciate you calling in. Um, I'm going to get to the next caller real quick. But oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, man, I appreciate you. And yeah, keep it. Yeah, keep it going, man. Keep yeah, definitely. Going, uh, you know, you got a whole next nation and... You know what I mean? I'm sure you check out some of the other shows, but you got your own mix, you know. And, you know, let let everybody know you're out here, too. I'll do the same, you know. Doing a good job, man. All right, man. Definitely appreciate, appreciate you, you man. Out of the MIA, yo, right? How's that Miami weather, I man? Know, I know you guys are turning up in Florida, man. <laughs> I see you guys going yeah, ham yeah, over there. Always, yeah, I'm like I'm like two hours north. So yeah, it's, it's, it's already hot out here, man. Get like 80 degrees already, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys say fuck a COVID, cool, right? Man. Forget that. We turn it up anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's in the beach, man. <laughs> it's love. But, uh, yeah, yeah we, we, we need some of that down here, man. I mean, everything is, like, shut down still, man. It's like, you know, everything is still kind of in a gray area. It's, it's like it's fake open. Yeah, it's just a different, you know, it's crazy how you got different states, man. Like, I felt like Florida, we got, uh, what's his name, DeSantis. He, he's never really having that shutdown thing. I mean, maybe we had, like, two or three months, but... Once he got an opportunity to open everything up, it's pretty much what it is, you know, so. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate but, uh, you, man. Yeah, we'll catch up. Definitely, yo, we'll catch up, All man. Right, man. All right, yo, stay up. All right. Once again, phone lines are open. And once again, things on the docket. The Knicks during crunch time. Should they kind of begin to refer to Alec Burks? We'll also talk about the Eastern Conference landscape after the trade deadline. Do the Knicks have enough to make that playoff push? We'll also talk about the Andre Drummond signing. Did the Knicks actually fumble that due to the fact that they had the most cap space and they actually could offer Andre Drummond off-rip a contract? So once again, phone lines are open. You guys let me know what you think. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. Hey, what's up, man? What's I just, uh, you know, as a subscriber to the channel, I just wanted to give my thoughts uh, what you guys were discussing about uh, the current state of the Knicks. Yes, yes, uh, definitely. And, um, um, wait, bef- before you get started off, um, what's your name and where are you from? Well, I'm from Queens, Queens. Oh, definitely, definitely. Queens in the house, man. All right, definitely. Yeah, man, Um, we have a few things on the on the docket here, man. We're going to talk about the uh, 
Andre Drummond situation, um, the Knicks were actually in the driver's seat to sign him. They had the the most leverage. And then we're also going to talk about the Eastern Conference landscape after the trade deadline. And also the Knicks during crunch time. Should they begin to refer to guys like Alec Burks? But it's on you, man. Where you want to start off at? Well, the first thing is just an observation of the current state of the Knicks. I'm going to talk about the Drummond situation. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I think that I, I think that whether we are successful in the playoffs or not, we already had a successful season, being the fact that we have not made any financial obligations or commitments to long-term contracts, but we're still putting out a product that people can cheer for. I think that in itself is a success because years past, we would probably uh, be over the cap, couldn't really spend money. Uh, mm-hmm. to get a, a, a top-tier uh, free agent. This summer, we're going to have money. So I think right now the goal is to just get credibility, build up the uh, the, the Knicks brand uh, so that we have a core in place. could be Julius, maybe Burks, uh, maybe a couple players that we want to sign long-term after the, uh, the playoffs, depending on how the playoffs go. Once we build that, then we make a run probably for another free agent. Now, I know a lot of people are talking about uh, Kawhi and the situation with him and his ability not to uh, – his, his situation with the Clippers where he's not, he hasn't really shown maybe he would be in there in the future. So the Knicks That's have interesting. some cap to work with. Mm-hmm. They got some money there, so they could probably look to build some credibility in the playoffs with the group of guys that they have and sell that to a probably – a top-tier free agent, such as a Kawhi, maybe a Beal, maybe a, uh, a Booker, something like that down the road. So I definitely think that uh, Rose has something cooking in his, you know, up his sleeve. He has something that he's working on. And I think a lot of this, how we perform this year, may go into a summer where we're going to make a splash. Uh, the Knicks have been waiting for this opportunity for a while because the Nets have had their opportunity, the Lakers have their opportunity, other teams in the league. Now, this is their opportunity uh, to spend some money, get some, uh, some good talent, wrap, and wrap some good players around that, that uh, talent core, and then start building uh, a championship contender. And I think this is something that they can do in the next couple of years. It's not going to be too far off. So I think that's the overall plan. And I think if that's the, if that's the route we're going to take, then we're looking at, you know, we're looking at, you know, New York basketball competing with the likes of the Lakers, the Clippers, the, the Nets. Quickly, within about a couple of years, we could be at that championship level. So that's, I think we're, I think whether or not we, yeah, you know, we fail in the playoffs or I think it's already a successful year and that mm-hmm. we've already done what we needed to do. But now we're starting to see some of these that are playing a little bit above maybe their contracts like Quirks and Julius Randle. We're going to have to make a decision on them long term if we want to secure them with a larger contract. So, uh, you know, this is this is an observation. I think what Leon Rose is doing is smart. I think it's uh, it's building for the future, and I and I think that this is something that uh, may lead us to a big summer where we see probably um, a big free agent coming, uh, as long as uh, and, and as well as we sign a couple key players that we're going to pick from this year that were big. And I think that Burks may be on that list. Randall's definitely on that list. You know, there may be some players that will say that these, these are chips going down that we're going to hang on to for, you know, for some time. All right, wait, hold on. Hold on. Just real quick. I want to go back to what you say. So you, you believe this summer, because the thing is the free agency landscape for 2021, it was really good until Giannis signed. Now, mm-hmm. once Giannis signed, it was like a domino effect. You know, there was a lot of rookies eligible for their extensions, but their teams were kind of holding off from it. And then once Giannis signed, everyone basically signed their extensions afterwards because teams were waiting on Giannis to make his decision. Now, that made the, that 2021 you know, free agency list kind of dwindle down to basically right now is basically Kawhi Leonard. And that's it. Like, as far as making that well, splash. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, from what you're saying, it, it sounds like you think that Rose is, is cooking up a possible pitch to Kawhi. I think... I think kind of like maybe how you said Drummond was like to the back door with the Lakers. I think Rose may be looking at a potentially big three coming our way. But, you know, I think that in a lot of it, like I said, we, we tried this a couple of years ago. It didn't work out with, obviously, with um, with um, uh, Durant and, um, and uh, Kyrie. But the fact that we can show we have a core, we have some chips, we are playoff contending even with the talent we have, we have uh, we have a, uh, 
you know, a, team, a president that's willing to spend as much as Pete Dolan gets. He's, he's, he's willing to sign the checks mm-hmm. uh, to bring in top tier talent. We've seen that. But I think that this is one step. First, we got to get in the playoffs. We got to show that we can, you know, we can contend. And we don't have to be title contenders because I think we're aspiring to get to that level. Mm-hmm. But I think that we're on the right path. Financially, we haven't committed too much to, to, to contracts that go past this year. So if there is a, a possibility that a Kawhi uh, opens up, you know, on the market, they can probably get him in. Now, is that to say that that's going to happen? No, because we failed before in the past with top free agents. I'm just saying that we have an option going forward that no matter how it turns out this year in the playoffs, we still can probably sign a top maybe one or two players on top of Randall, uh, you know, that could be like a big three and, and even put some chips around them and contend within the next two years. So, like I said, this year, no matter what we do in the playoffs, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a win. It's a good season. No matter if we go out early in the playoffs, uh-huh. I'd like to see us go deep. And even when we do make the playoffs, I'd like to see us at least make it to a, a second round mm-hmm. uh, to show that we we're capable of doing that. But uh, like I said, we're not going to be able to get top tier free agents unless we can show that we can win and that we could. We have a culture of winning back in New York City, and they're going to be part of it. So that's that's like the long term goal. Going back to Drummond mm-hmm. and the situation with Andre Drummond. Drummond's kind of like, you know, if we were at the level of the Lakers, Drummond probably would be a no brainer. Drummond would want to probably come here, you know, if we were at that level. So our goal is to get to that level where we are a chip or two away from a championship. If we could get to that level, then it's going to be an easier sell to get people to come back here. New York's a good place to play. It's a great place to play. It's a mecca. There's going to be no problem getting talent to come to New York City once we could show the league that we're a legit contender. And this is not because we're just bringing money at one play like we did with Hello and, and hope that, you know, things fall the right, right way. So, I mean, me, I, th- I, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. And also, the I, I think it's not even like contending. It's more, more towards like a direction, like showing that there's an actual chain of command because... The thing, the thing with the Knicks in the past is that under Steve Mills, there was never a a, a direction. It was was always, you know, sort of they were throwing me around. Nobody really knew where were, you know, you know, if the team was even competitive or not. I mean, even the miscommunication between Mills and Dolan, you know, Mills telling Dolan the team was good enough when it really wasn't. There was a miscommunication between them up there. Can you imagine between the coach and the executives or the coach and the players, like? Everything was the, off. The there was priority. no structure. Yeah, yeah. The top priority last summer, and this was this is coming from this was coming from Rosas. Their top priority was to trade Julius Randle. Okay, that was a priority. That was, that was a priority. I, I, that, that was one of the things that they wanted to do during this, but they could not do it because they could not find a trade. Mm-hmm. So they, they 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 came in the season with okay, well, you know, let, let him play, let him be the guy, and look what happened. He became an All Star. So. That, that that was a, a I don't think it was in their in their decision to to have Randall. I think it was kind of like uh Wait, I I, I agree with you right there, him. but wait, hold on a second. I agree with you right there. But also it seems like because they weren't able to get rid of Randall, they definitely right. started investing in Randall right after that because mm-hmm. that's why they made that Kenny Payne hiring. And then Randall mm-hmm. when when he was asked about it, Randall said that uh they asked him what he needed to get to another level. And that's when the Kenny Payne hiring happened. And mm-hmm. sort of the, you know, it's kind of a, a mixture of perfect timing with the COVID situation and just all mm-hmm. that time off that they had. It seemed like he was able to break down his game and then rebuild it. And it also get the kind of infrastructure of Leon Rose coming on board, them getting Kenny Payne. All these things kind of factored in where, where now, because of the, the, the unique timing, it seems like they're investing in Randall and it's, it's actually paying dividends now. Like, we're yeah, seeing the results of it. it. They're finally showing, look, we can build a winning culture in New York. You know, we could be a, we can be a place where players can come and thrive, not just because they're throwing a lot of money at a player and saying, okay, let's win. You know, so it's become a situation like we could make, you come here, we'll give you what you, you know, what you, we'll stay with you and we will work with you to, to you know, to get to where you want to get to. And I think that as an organization, 
too many times in the years past of being a Knicks fan, like seeing the Mellow years and, you know, seeing uh, Stefan years. And, but those, it was always like we get one guy, we put all our, ba- you know, eggs in one basket, we surround maybe like one player or two, mm-hmm. but, and then hope that we're going to make a championship run. And I, and I think that we got to build a foundation. I think what they're doing is by not committing to the long-term contracts, we're trying to build something. But we still have our one foot that if we do want to make a mega uh, splash in the summertime, perhaps a Kawhi gets out there and another top-tier free agent wants to come with them, they can probably do that. You know what I mean? Because For sure. They, they, they still haven't committed too much. They got like about $7 million in salary for the summer by, not, by holding off on, on, the, uh, on any big deal. So nah, I, think, be, I think they got 15. They got 15. They're going to be in contention for a big trade. Now, I believe they got fifth, about 15, 15 or 14, I think. That's why I say the, the, the drumming situation, be, only because Mitchell Robinson got injured last night, right. would have been, you know, to our advantage. But, we, you know, it's still early. We're, we're, we're going to find out probably this coming week, like, how hard the Knicks were actually trying to go after yeah. him. But, you I, know. I, mean, I hope Mitch is good. I hope Mitch is good for that. At least he can come back at least by the playoffs, you know, but let's see what happens. Is, is there an update on his foot right now? Did they update it today? It or? was a... Yeah, I, it's going to come. I don't know if they released. I haven't seen anything on the net or anything on the website, so I'm going to keep checking. Um, I hope, I mean, I hope Mitch, you know, he's a young kid. Hopefully he can get back on the court uh, before the playoffs. But right now they got to worry about winning some games. I mean, we got some tough teams coming up. And I, and I think that uh, whether it's Noel, whether it's Taj, you know, whoever's playing the five, we're going to need all the help we can get. Yeah. Uh, and if that means to. Oh, my bad. Find yeah. Somebody in the G League, mm-hmm. go for it, you know? Yeah, but right now it's it's perfect because we're about to see Tibbs how he's gonna manage this lineup with Mitch being out because not only he mm-hmm. has to manage like you know probably moving a Randall around center and then trying to mix in Taj Gibson for like at least twenty minutes, he's also gonna have to mm-hmm. manage that guard situation because now all of a sudden Alec Burks his stock is up, you know he's performing a lot mm-hmm. better and but yeah he still has to find minutes for quickly for quickly to get going as a young guy. And also, Derrick right. Rose is now back in the lineup. So it's like, and then, of course, right. we, we got to give at least 40, you know, 35 to 40 minutes to RJ at that shooting guard position. So, and then he keeps, yeah. for some reason, sprinkling Alfred Payton in there. It seems like Alfred Payton mm. does something that he likes. I guess he manages the game a certain way. It's something that he does that Tibbs likes that the rest of the Knicks fans mm. don't. But he keeps sprinkling he him in the there. So he doesn't finish the game. Yeah. He starts the games, but he don't finish the game. Yeah, but that um, that guard situation is really mixy as fuck yeah. right now. So like, yeah. you know, it's 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 really gonna be tough to manage all those minutes. So Tibbs is not only managing the you know the minutes in the uh the the front end of the court and also the the back end like you know the the more four five you know four five mm-hmm. position. It's gonna be very interesting the next couple of weeks to see how he's finessing through all this because it's a lot of shit he's gonna have to jump. Yeah, but you know what. He's got to, he's got to say, this is a good dilemma because we have a good talent pool. He's going to know by the playoffs what his starting lineup is going to be. He's going to have to have his alphas ready. He knows Rose is there because Rose is the former MVP. Rose has been there. Rose knows what, you know, Rose is a, is a, is a dog. He's going to go out there. He's going to, he's going to give you Derek Rose performance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The thing, the question with my, the question I have is that what's your plan B? Derek Rose had a history with knee problems. If he gets injured, who's your, you know, who's your other string? point guard is it quickly who's going to be that number two can you count on uh alfred payton to to be that for the guy doesn't score he could play defense he does not score and that's going to be a big problem if they want to make a splash in the playoffs you got to have a, a scoring point guard yeah, so, yeah. It's, uh, especially when teams play zone defense like last night mm-hmm. that zone defense mm-hmm. was killing us man because uh because of the mm-hmm. shooting our shooting was not good mm-hmm. And you'll see that in the playoffs when that happens. But they're going to know that. They're going to force us to shoot. And if they see we can't shoot, then, you know, then teams are going to continue to play zone. So, you know, they, they're going to have to figure it out. I mean, they're gonna, he's going to have to put his top five scoring pe- uh, scoring uh, players and in, in hope they play enough defense to get them contending, have a decent bench to get them through uh, quickly. Because uh, if you have Rose starting, you're going to have to have somebody going back to the bench. You're going to have to figure – he's going to have to figure out – I'm not a big fan of Reggie Bullock. I like uh, what Alec Burks has been showing. I'd like to keep Alec Burks in the starting lineup, but you need his scoring, I guess, in the second uh, second unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a these are good dilemmas. We haven't had these dilemmas in years. We got players now. We know we just gotta just gotta work. You know, put this together so that when by the time we do get to the playoffs, that you know we'll be maximizing um, their talent. 
to win games, and that's what it's going to be. You know, that's what's going to come down. That's why they pay him the big bucks. Now, yeah, it is, it is a good dilemma to have um, some of the depth, especially at guard, because we even seen guys like Austin Rivers. You know, we got we had to get rid of him. We weren't using him like that. Um, but right now, yeah, that front court is still crowded. Um, Alex Burks, yeah, the last past couple of games, he's been playing really good. So, I mean, even in clutch situations, would you like to see him starting to have a larger role in that in that in that situation? Because he's um, he's not scared. He's York. not scared of the big moments. The moment or you <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, but but like, okay, for example, in the, in the Philly game when we went to overtime, mm-hmm. Alec Burks was mm-hmm. really holding us down in that overtime. Like he was, he had yeah. that tough layup. He was taking three point shots. He was the reason why we were in that game. He was doing yeah. all the offensive scoring. So I mean, Burks can get his own shot. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, he he's Alec Burks wherever he's been, and this is just by looking at blogs and boards. Uh, even in Philly, when he left, Sixers fans were angry. They liked Alec Burks. They liked what he brought to the table. When he was in uh, uh, the Warriors, he was uh, you know he would get his own shot. He would make it easier for the other players. He's he's more of a scoring guard than he is a point guard. He's been told to t- take on the point role, but he is he's looking like a piece that we could keep going forward. They're gonna they should extend him, um, you know, during the summer. Uh, he is going to be a vital part going forward. Um, he is a baller, man. He can play. And he looks like he's showing signs of getting better as a player. Mm-hmm. So that's what you want to look for. Guys that are already good, but you're make, they're becoming better players. We saw that with uh, with Tyson Chandler in his career. He wasn't as good early on. He got you know much better later in his career. Uh, players have done that. And when you've got to capitalize, you got to sign them when that happens. So I think a no-brainer to sign, lock Burks up, get him, you know, get him signed for a longer-term deal. Um, you know, there's some other players in the team right now that probably are not going to be on the plans going forward, but you know that he's a keeper, you know, and I think that Burke, like I said, the question mark with Burke is do you put him in the, in the first unit? If you see that he's going to be a consistent scorer, you see that you're going to need him at the end of games to close games to help Randall. But then you got RJ. RJ is supposed to, you know, your thing is also RJ is in a situation where he's, you know, he's like the number two uh, in Burke. You know, in Bullock and all the other, they're kind of like in the other tier. So right now, the top two guys have been uh, Randall and, and RJ. Uh, so Burks is at number three. He's coming off the bench now. But at which point, you know, what point if RJ is not giving you the production, do, does Burks become that number two? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, saying necessarily. Right yeah, but I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm talking about like more like, let's say because I've noticed in crunch time because you could look at the back-to-back games that the Knicks had against the Miami Heat. When it came down to mm-hmm. you know closing the game, it seems like mm-hmm. there's a they. It seems like RJ and Julius Randle haven't had enough reps as far as closing the games. So I'm just right. wondering if Tibbs sometimes can maybe have you know draw like a couple of screens where screenplays where Alec Burks, if if need be, they can you know at least go into the lane and try to make a, a pass out to Burks and Burks should be open like. You know, the Knicks right. just sort of present a different option because in crunch moments, sometimes I ask myself, what are the Knicks' identity? Who who are they really going yeah. to? Because even even that shot that Julius Randle hit against Philly to tie the game to go into overtime, you know, it, it was you know it was a little bit shaky. Like it looked shaky because it was like Randle one on one, and then even his step back, his step back, he was very close right. out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really a play right. that was drawn up. But if Tips can right. draw up a play where guys are you know, drawing like Stephen Curry screens to get Alex Burks open, right. you know, where Randall right. can make that initial pass. Like that, that's what right. I'm saying. Like, should Man, they kind of incorporate him into that, into that moment, to that clutch moment as right now? As good as Randall is, we used to do that with Melo. Melo was the primary going down the stretch when we had him. You know, he was like going to be the guy. You know, he's going to get the ball in his hand and, and you know, hopefully good things happen. We're going to need at least a good, you know, a reliable plan B, plan C when that happens. Uh, and, and like I said, the floor spacing, the the, the, the way that we uh, come together at the end of games. The, the, uh, I haven't seen, you know, this year they've been making better decisions than in years past down the stretch. That's why I think we've been winning some more games. The, the decision-making has been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still making a lot of boneheaded plays. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, Tibbs is working on it. Tibbs' coaching has got them more disciplined, I think, at least on the defensive end. Uh, we see lapses, but not as nearly as much like we had on the Fizdale. Uh, you know, these guys are playing harder. They, they they do make a lot of mistakes. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that he's holding them accountable to those mistakes, unlike years past. So 
you know, like I said, I, I think overall though you got to have a you got to have a clear plan B, plan plan C going down the stretch. So if Randall's blocked or he's you know they kind of nullify them, RJ's got to have his thing. If not, you know, Burks or there's got to be another another. You got to if it's just one play going down the stretch. Okay, Randall's getting it, then teams are going to start you know drawing up plays just to block us out. We won't win. So yeah, and, and it was so far gotta, it's been exactly that. So far, mm-hmm. it, it's looking like it's been exactly that, where it's ISO mm-hmm. Rando, ISO RJ. And I'm just like, yo, they got to... I'm not sure if these guys had be- enough reps to being that yeah. main... Even Julius Rando, even though he's yeah. been in the league in the, for a minute, that was his problem last season, where he said he wasn't used to being like the A guy. You know, he had the ball in his hands a lot. He struggled with turnovers. I think he was one of the leading guys in the league with turnovers. Have these mm-hmm. guys had enough reps to be that crunch time guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, or should tips yeah. begin to draw up plays? Because so far it's been looking like it's some ISO shit. And it's against gonna, good defensive yeah. teams, they're gonna pick that shit up. Let's see what happens. Like I said, when it comes down to I have to we I mean we're gonna make the playoffs this year. We, you know, what happens in the playoffs is gonna be telling. Tibbs has got to make it so that we got legit options. It can't be just one player, you know, doing ISO, that's it. That ain't not gonna cut it especially in the playoffs. So we got to figure that out. I have a feeling that hopefully by then we'll have it figured out in terms of, uh, you know, different options we have at the end of games. Don't make it so repetitive that we know, okay, RJ's going to get a nice O, Randall's mm-hmm. going to get a nice O. And that's the, you do that, teams are just going to plan for that, and we're not going to win. We're going to lose. So, you know, like I said, this is this is why Tibbs makes the big bucks. I have a feeling, though, that um, – that, you know, the team is getting better down the stretch. That's the thing. They're making better decisions down the stretch. And I think that's why we'll see the Knicks uh, win some more games. We're going up against tough teams, you know, in the second half. We got to play smart. We got to play tough defense. I know we may not be the most uh, talented or have more talent than some of these teams, but the bottom line is that we got to play strong defense. Our backbone is defense. Without the defense, we don't have enough offense to sustain wins. Yeah, and we and we, and we can't be losing to these easy ass teams. Like sometimes we, we you know, against Orlando or against the Sacramento Queens. I mean Kings. Nope. We can't be losing those type of games. Can't lose them. Can't lose them. The defense has got to be the backbone of this team. And you know, uh, if we struggle to score on certain nights, at least we're being competitive because we know that we can hold the team down below 100, 100 points. If we could do that, then our chances are good to win a game. And and even though, like I said, he's an old school coach, Tibbs knows what he's doing. He brings that hard uh, from Pat Riley, you know, uh, folk, you know, strength on defense, tight mentality. We're gonna play a team tomorrow in the Miami Heat that plays like us. They're gonna, they have that pedigree of uh, tight defense. And uh, so when we, oh, I can't play, wait for that. You know, yeah, it's gonna be. I have a feeling gonna be a good game because the fact you have two teams that that are gonna grind it out for a win. The Knicks are gonna grind it out for a win. The Heat are gonna grind it out for. A win. So tomorrow it's going to go down to the wire, may go to an overtime, but guarantee that that's the type of uh, team basketball that we need to play if we're going to be um, legit contenders going forward. Now, does it help to have a Kawhi or some big free? Obviously, you know if you're going to if you if you're going to bring in a huge a huge uh, a scorer like a Devin Booker, uh, Bradley Beal, or something like, then obviously you know. Um, you know, that will help. But right now, the only thing we have to rely on is solid defense to keep us in the games and hope that we have enough offensively to, you know, to, to cover the, uh, to, to cover the other end. So, but like I said, I'm, I'm happy as a Knicks fan. I'm, I'm watching the game. Uh, last, I mean, last year, years past, I'd look at a game and say, yeah, we're not going to win this. Now I know that if we play even a good team, though, because the fact that we're playing tight defense, we have an opportunity to win. And we have tips uh, every night, no matter who we play. And we have Tibbs, man. Tibbs, Tibbs gets them ready, but absolutely. And Tibbs, we trust. And I have, like I said, he should be coach of the year. That's my pick for coach mm-hmm. of the year. Uh, other people have been saying other coaches, but I say Tibbs is definitely up there, man, for coach of the year because he's getting these guys to play defense. It's an identity that we did not have, and he brought it to this team. So yeah, and shout out to him. And going back to what you were saying with the with the tough schedule ahead of us, because we got the Lakers twice. We already mm-hmm. played the Bucks Clippers. a few times. The the Clippers, the the Seventy Sixers. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, you know, we're looking at post trade deadline. Some of the some of the teams in the Eastern Conference, man, they switched up. We've seen the Chicago Bulls actually, for mm-hmm. once, act like a large market team and go after a free mm-hmm. agent instead of drafting a bunch of lottery guys, you know, in every single mm-hmm. position and still be confused. We see, you know, the Toronto Raptors 
actually come down. You know, they not they didn't really utilize trading away Kyle Lowry. You know, and then we seen the Boston Celtics surprising their seventh place right now. They actually didn't yeah. do anything at the deadline, and they also let go of their center, and they're relying on Tristan Kardashian. So that's mm. the issue with them right now. And then the Miami but Heat, you know, they're you know, like you said, the, the Heat, the Heat are on the come up. They got Ariza, they got yeah. Victor Oladipo. Yeah. So do you think after yeah. the trade deadline, do we have, do we have enough to make that playoff push? Due to the fact that some, you know, there's been some slight changes in the Eastern Conference landscape. My take is that probably we're going to fall through that seven to ten for that play-in. I think we wind up will beat that play that team. We'll get in, kind of through the back door. I don't see us being in the top six at the end of the year. Um, I think that we'll probably have to, you know, get that one playoff and then uh, playoff game and come into the, uh, the the playoffs. But I, I think that we, like I said, as long as the the, the defense uh, is grinding it out. You could, like I said, you saw it with the Miami Heat last year with the Lakers. You know, nobody predicted the Heat to do what they did, but their defense was up. Yet they had, you know, they had some good players in Hero and and um, and um, they have another shooter over there. Oh um, yeah, Dunk, uh, Duncan Robinson. Duncan, Duncan Robinson. So he, you know, you got you have just enough chips to to win those games, but they also rely on that heavy Pat Riley defense. So. You know, that's the thing that we're going to have to, like, rely on. Because, you know what, if we're going to go and think we're going to go to, you know, Golden State and then shut them out to 140 points or beat the Lakers by 140, it's not going to happen, you know. So we got to rely on the defense. No matter if we play uh, uh, the Lakers or the Clippers or, you know, any team in the league, uh, we're going to have to rely on their defense and hope that the chip, you know, the hope that we could play enough defense to keep us in the games. Now, what, we don't have the offense yet to do it. Yeah, definitely not. And I, I think that, like you said before, like the zone is going to be a major... I mean, we seen it yep. last night. It's going to be a major, major problem because we're definitely going to have to have quickly on the floor a lot more yep. for that zone. Guys like quickly and Alec Burks and even uh, Bullock, man, because these guys can shoot, maybe play a yep. small ball lineup because that zone defense right now... You know, unless RJ improves on his three-point shooting, it's, it's, right. it's hurting us. Like, RJ, for some reason, down the clutch, RJ, he'll make his three-point shots then. Like, he's a really mm. good, like, down-the-stretch player. But clutch. Yeah, he'll be more of a clutch guy. He's not going to be, like, a one-get-hot uh, guy like Burke. But yeah. He'll get you, like, a bucket at the end of the game, you know, the, you know, and try to, like, you know, last that last few minutes. Uh, but we're going to need the, the guy that I think that will be a huge boost for us if he does – decide to play a little bit better that's kevin knox if he can be a little bit better uh or ob Toppin. i mean what you're going to get from ob is one thing but kevin knox we've seen him shoot we wanted him to shoot this is his last his last hurrah maybe i don't know to show that he can play if mm-hmm. he can show that he can knock down a shot that would be a huge benefit to us going down the stretch because we're going to need shooting like you said these zone defenses are going to keep coming and um and if you can't have enough shooters out there so if, if kevin knox has a good second half, so will the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, yeah, Knox. Not, yeah, Knox. <laughs> last night, he was actually, Knox was actually hurting the Bucks zone defense when he did come in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was hurting I them mean, for a little like bit. That. Yep. Yeah, but I, I mean, that, like that. I, I hope this comes through. Yeah, I, that's another thing about Knox. I'm just wondering, that has you know the Kenny Payne stimulus package actually worked on Kevin Knox. It, it's worked for Julius Randle, but. Yep. Time will tell, but uh, I like what I'm seeing with Kevin. I mean, they're moving him around. He's doing, you know, like you said, he's he's uh, he's probably getting some more minutes over Obi right now. Uh, he's trying to show the coach maybe I, you know, I deserve to be in this league. I deserve to get some minutes, and and I think that uh, you know we may see that Kevin Knox. We've been hoping for that Kevin Knox at least in the last two, two years, you know, at least in the last two years. Uh, but I think if that if he if he can show that he can shoot and be a um, a threat then zone defenses, yeah, they'll just have to back off. So I think that you'll start to see that, like, you know, you have another shooter. You already know Burks can put the ball in the hole. You know Bullock can, you know, get the ball in the hole. So, you know, we have shooters. You add another shooter, then defenses are going to have to change and adjust because uh, mm-hmm. of that. Uh, you know, we have guys that can get to the rim, like, you know, in, in terms of, like, breaking down the defense. But shooters, like I said, that's why you saw Fourier go to the Boston Celtics. You saw, you know, some shooters out there, uh, Trent. They're the guy from Toronto, guys that can shoot the ball are commodities because of the fact that, you know, you know, defenses will adjust uh, if you can't shoot. You know, if we can't shoot, we're not going to go anywhere. So we got to be able to 
to adjust. Yeah, anyway, bro, I, I gotta go. I want to say thank you. Definitely, I definitely. To, uh, I appreciate you calling. I appreciate the uh, podcast and and uh, have a good night. Go definitely, down. man. Stay up, man. Check the emails, man, for future shows, man. I will thank definitely you. stay safe. All right, phone lines are still open. Once again, you guys, there's a few things on the docket. Give me a call. Let me know what you think and drop your two cents. A lot of thoughts on the mind, man. Let's speak, though. Once again, phone lines are open. There's a few topics on the dockets. We're going to talk about the Andre Drummond signing, the Knicks, who, what exactly is their identity in crunch moments, and also the Easter Conference landscape post-trade deadline. And also, I want to also touch base on the channel and some of the videos that are in the playlist. If you guys check it out on the channel page, you'll see playlists of other shows that I also do pertaining to things around the league. And also there's a NBA moments pivoted series where we take a look back at some of the inner nuances that went on from teams of the past. I did a look back on the early nineties Knicks. Uh, I also did the Shaq and Kobe sit down. We went over some of the nuances, some of the in-between things that they don't really mention in the doc. You guys definitely check that out. That series is called NBA Moments Pivoted, and everything is sort of organized under a playlist under the channel page. So definitely check that out. All right, this will be the end of the show. Once again, you guys check out the playlist on the channel. You'll see links to other shows. Uh, NBA Moments Pivoted, that's a series where we take a look back at some of the previous NBA teams and players and we'll go over some of the inner nuances we got the Shaq and Kobe sit down we got the 90s Knicks so definitely check it out there's also a playlist link to some of the videos I do pertaining to current situations and nuances that are going on around the NBA other than the Knicks so definitely check out those videos everything will be on the channel under the playlist so definitely check it out and once again, you guys also check out the, the community discord. You can get notifications also that way about when are we going live, call in shows and also new videos and definitely sign up for the email list. That way you guys can get notifications on when we go live, because sometimes it does not come through the YouTube platform. So until next time, you guys stay safe in these runner streets. Peace.